0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to Welcome to the Inspiring Educators Podcast. It's space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with introductions of our inspiring educators. Inspiring educators, introduce yourselves.
1: Hi everybody, it's Alyla the Educator Motivator coming to you from Los Angeles. You can find me on all social media platforms at Miss Alilah Noor, that's at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. I'm currently an instructional coach at Manual Arts Senior High School. I'm a teacher leader for CPM. I'm a motivational speaker, dibbling and dabbling here and there, putting my hands in a few circles so who knows what's to come up next. But every episode, we like to start off with what we are grateful for so that we can kind of open up the space so you can, you know, ease your way in and hopefully think about what you're grateful for as you're also listening. And this episode, I am grateful for accountability partners, people that keep you accountable for what you said you was gonna do. Because I'm one of them. I'm guilty. I will say I'm going to do a lot of stuff. (laughs) And then at the end of the day, I'll be like, oh, you know, it's Tuesday. Or, ooh, my, you know, the left side of my shoulder hurts. Or, you know, I just am so tired. But the people around me that can say, "Mm mm-mm, you said you was going to do that thing. I appreciate them. And I appreciate people Reminding me of the expectations that I set for myself and then also being able to do the same for them.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. Just your boy, Dr. Christopher J. Childs, your favorite teacher, favorite teacher. I think I'm probably your parents' favorite teacher, favorite teacher. I think about that, let <laughs> like that marinate for a little bit. Mathematics educator. I do all things mathematics education. Find me on social media at DRK Childs. Hit me up, inbox me, DM me. That's all you can do on there. I was gonna say something funny, but that's all you can do on there. <laughs> this week I am grateful for, I'm gonna go old school. If you're an old school rap fan, I even help out rap fan. You remember a rapper by the name of Master P. He used to say bout it, bout it. So I am grateful for all my educators that are bout it, bout it. And for the ones Come who do on. not know what that means, that means the educators who do what it they need to do to get the job done. So if you're about Mm -hmm. it, about it, educated. You do what you got to do to get the job done. I am grateful for you and what you do. You about it, about it.
1: Oh. Oh. (laughs) Amanda Seals, if you're listening, because she always talks about people who are about about it.
0: Uh. This week, we got a hot topic. Teachers and students fighting. Short, quick, Mm -hmm. to the point. Teachers and students are fighting like it's the heavyweight championship. They like UFC fighting out here. They boxing. They street fighting. Teachers and students are fighting in these streets of these schools. What the heck is going on? As they said, Martin used to say, what is going on? So in this episode, we're going to discuss teachers and students fighting and it's not going the way y'all think it's going to go. Yes, we're we're excited about the topic, but we not we never were put down on this show educators, but we are going to discuss things that impact educators. That teachers and students fighting are impacting educators careers, jobs, lawsuits, et cetera. So, mm. Lila, I, you used to box, I think, when you were younger. What's going on with these teachers and students out here fighting? What's going on in the world of Martin? I, yeah.
1: Now you know ain't nobody used to box. He's going to throw me out. Uh, but, I, I mean, I I find it baffling, you know, I I just think about what does it take for two people, any two people really to come to a space of wanting to fight. But then you even take it a a step further and say, not just two people, but two people who are supposed to have established this relationship that, you know, this is somebody who I'm going to see 180 days out of this 365-day year, and we're supposed to have this this something positive going on in this space, like, what happened? What's going on? What, What are both people going through that has led them to this space of not being able to control themselves? Or are you just not having any sort of impulse control to, to handle whatever it is that's going on or whatever situation in this manner. I,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm floored. Oh, but are we talking about the student or are we talking about the teacher
1: are we talking about both? both. Is- I'm talking about both. Cause I'm thinking about what, you know, I, I mean, I guess it depends on, you know, that these cases are coming up a lot more frequently than we probably would like them to. But I, when you see them, you know, sometimes it's about, all oh, the, who threw the first punch or who said the first whatever i'm thinking about if the student is the one who's you know egging this on starting the situation what is this child going through that's putting them in this violent space and if the teacher is there what how are they not what struggles are are they facing as an educator or in their personal lives. Let's just be clear. It's not even just about what you got going on at school. What's happening in their lives that has brought them to this space of just, I can't take anymore.
0: But I think let's start off with the student. Then we we'll go to the teachers. What's going on with them? So with teachers and students, to find first, I think from the student side, is it, in general in society a lack of respect for elders. And that you remember when we, we can say when we were growing up, but even when I our parents' generation and grandparents, you had a genuine respect for those who were older than you. No matter whether you liked them or not, you still respected them. And I think we're in a generation of students, and I'm not trying to cast every student's light, but we have students who do not respect their elders. Because my thing is, even if the teacher is not doing what they're supposed to do, you as a student should still be respectful and then let that get handled later before you say I'm gonna throw hands on this teacher. I don't know when I was in school, I would have never thought to say, Hey, I'm gonna knock this man out. You may jokingly say I don't like this teacher, but <laughs> you're not really gonna jump up and go knock that teacher out.
1: hmm I I mean I, I definitely agree that there is a decrease in respect for educators, which is making our job increasingly more difficult. But I also feel like we have an increase in students who are experiencing heavy trauma within these schools. Like when we are talking about our, our brown and black kids and you know I haven't watched every single video incident, but a lot of the ones we see are of our brown and black kids, you know, in arms with these educators, we are we have a lot of and and it's i'm not a psychology expert and that's not what i've studied, but i, I took an online course recently about you know healthy relationships between teachers and students or just within the classroom period, and, and a lot of the conversation was about attachment and about what these kids have experienced growing up, you know, within their homes or what they haven't experienced in how oftentimes. These types of interactions or lack thereof can lead to behavior that you just find, a, like you said, it, it, disrespectful, appalling, just confusing, egregious. And it's oftentimes, you know, we're stemming from somewhere else.
0: So I think, well, as, as we discuss always on this show, solution oriented, as students essentially in some cases, they may be about to explode we need to work on what type of mental health professionals are available for these students so it doesn't escalate to that level of let me put hands on the teacher. So I think that's one of the solutions is how do we in education identify, I don't want to say identify these students because we get the stereotyping, but you know, some students, everyone has had a student who said, hey, Mr. Childs, today is just not a good day. I just need to be to myself. And as a respect, out of respect, I'm like, cool, go sit in the corner, get yourself together. And the next day we'll have a better day. And typically they come back the next day, they have a better day. But if I poke and provoke that student and they explode to me, I'm in the wrong because they respectfully said, Hey, I just need a moment. And I think this is a great transition to the teacher side, because sometimes teachers just need a moment, but I don't care and this is something I was taught when I first came up in the educational system. No matter what a student did, we were taught, do not, do not put your hands on a student. Yep. You can, def- you can, you can block, but you can't swing back. And I get it. I, I, people say, well, if a kid hit me, I'm going to knock them out. Look, no offense, no 12, eight, 13 year old kid is worth my career. Period. So you can put it on world saw Mr. Childs got hit. Hey, that kid is going to I hate to say it, but it's true they're going to get probably go to jail for assault. Mhm, but I'm not going to lose my job and swing back like to me, again, we need to find i think we need mental health counseling, not also services for the students when they're about to explode, but also teachers where it's like hey i'm about to I'm about to have a moment. Can someone cover my class? I need to talk to the on-site psychologist for me or the on-site professional for me. What are your thoughts, Lila?
1: I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lot of pieces there. And it sounds like at bare minimum, we, we need to be able to recognize the signs. We need to be able to recognize the signs in our students in terms of some of the things that, you know, these things don't come out of nowhere. I mean, in, in some cases you might have somebody really explode, but explosions have signs. They're they're, they're, they're key pieces of of information that happen along the way that let you know that there's about to be an explosion. And when it comes to our students, it's no different. How are you actually recognizing that something is about to happen? Something big could happen. doesn't mean it always will, but how do I recognize the pattern and behavior that could lead to something worse? Same end, same end of the um, or side of the corner, whatever you want to call it for teachers. How do you recognize when you're getting to a space of burnout, breakdown, needing time, needing to give yourself that space and just taking a day? I know like it's almost like taboo for teachers to take days or use their sick days. You know, you're supposed to bring in a note if it's a sick day or, you know, personal days are this or that. Listen, if we still, if you got to ask me why I was out for one day and I can't just say I really needed the day for my own mental health or my own safety and security, as well as the safety and security of other people, we got an issue with the system. Because if, if I'm recognizing that I'm in a space that could lead me to other harmful situations, whether it be physically harmful or mentally harmful emotionally harmful, I need to be able to, to express that to somebody and, and walk away when I need to.
0: So what I used to do with my students, and again, I had a great relationship in my, with my students, and I was young, fresh out of college. My students, and I had a lot of male students, and I had the kids that, in some instances, other teachers did not want but I had a good relationship and my students would be on that. I'm about to explode, et cetera. And several days they would tell me, Ms. Childs, man, forget this. We, we're going to fight Ms. Childs. What's up? What's up? And mm. you know, provoking. And I remember I used to take off my ID, sit it on the table and say, let's go outside. Or <laughs> I would tell my students, Hey, we get, cause when I was growing up in elementary school, we had fight Fridays. Don't ask me why it's another story. We had fight Fridays. So what I, would, what I would tell my students, guess what? I got to finish today. 3 o'clock, i meet you at the flagpole. Now, was I really going to fight my students? Was I just doing it for show? Yeah. But they thought I was crazy and thought I would fight them. But that was just a relationship that I had with my students. And no, it never mm. escalated to a fight, never got physical. But it was all in fun. But I just, my students knew. And as we said at the beginning, I was about that life. I was about it, about it. Oh.
1: Oh my but in
0: no instance should a teacher... Um, I, I remember one of my colleagues, she was a paraprofessional at the time. It was a big fight in the courtyard. She thought it'd be a good idea to go try to break it up. I remember her vividly limping back to the classroom. I'm like, what the heck happened? Some kind of way she got in the middle of the fight and got trampled in the sense and hurt herself. And I hate to say it, my thing was and you all can chime in on the episode. At our school, I believe it was automatic ten-day suspension for fighting. Whether you throw one lick, you throw ten licks, ten-day suspension. My thing was, if you're trying to risk your ten days, I'm letting the deans deans intervene. Because if you're gonna fight, go. Ahead. Hey, y'all want to throw away things and fight? I, go fight. I'm gonna call the dean. That way, you earn your ten days. Cause if you get one lick, I didn't think you earned your ten days. Um, probably not nowadays, you know, you get in trouble for that mentality, but I just never saw I I get, you know, people wanna take out that aggression, but literally you're gonna waste one to two minutes of your life that can drastically change your life. There's a think about a good fight. One to two minutes. Unless it's like crazy brawl, and you're throwing away your life. So that's whether it's student to student or teacher to student, you both throwing away your life for for
1: what? I, the the cold part about it is that the, the for what is still the hanging question, because I don't think anybody ever walks away from the fight. You know, when people are having the conversations afterwards and ask like, hey, you know, so was it settled? You know, like everybody good now? Like, you know, have we handled it? Is it squared away? Nobody ever says yes. <laughs> like nobody ever says we've handled it. It's good. Like that fight cleared it all up.
0: <laughs> you know? And, and the thing is also, lot of upon what does the fight actually clear up, but then when we think about in terms of just the aggression and the fighting, et cetera, is it worth it? Like Lila's essentially, is it worth it? I think we'll all say it, it's never worth it. So as we recap this piece with teachers and students fighting, Three things we need to think about that we need to focus on. One, there should be a mutual respect, teacher-to-student and student-to-teacher. I think respect goes both ways. I know a lot of people are like, well, they're the child. I understand they're the child, but you still should. You think about that with your child. You want them to have respect. So you should be respected. They should be respected also. Second, Lila pointed out different mental health for both teachers, and I, I mean for students, and, and I said for teachers, We need to think about how can we prevent these things from escalating. You don't just walk into the room and say, I want to fight this person. And if you do walk into the room and say you want to fight this person, you definitely have a mental issue that needs to be addressed. Third, consider those one to two minutes can literally drastically change the rest of your life. Whether you're the teacher who loses a job, you're the child who possibly in this day and age can get arrested for one to two minutes. Now, on the flip side, and I'm totally throwing a curveball even though I should be wrapping it up, if a, as a parent, I'm coming into parent mode at this moment. As a parent, if my child came home and said, the teacher just hit me, guess what? As a parent, we have a different ball game. So all those tips, I say, I'm throwing them out the window as a parent, and I'll be on the news. With it. And you can't see me as we record an episode, this would be my face. Because as a parent, you're not know,
1: going to go hit my child. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I mean, that's something to think about that. But there happens. are even further ramifications, like for other people who also are going to be like, Hey, this is more so about like my love and my protection over my child. than it is about controlling my impulses. I'm hot. I'm mad. Like, so not only did you just fight a student, we could lose your job, but then now you're thinking about, okay, dang, the parents going to find out. And I don't know what kind of parents I'm working with here. And it, it's just, it's so much bigger than, like you said, those two minutes. It's just not worth it.
0: It's so much bigger. So, at the end of the day, I know we teach elementary kids, keep your hands and feet to yourself. The same thing for everybody involved. If you have to, like, my students, when they mad, I let them, hey, go walk around, go cool off, go chill. It it, it changes the game. But teachers and students should not be fighting, period. And my and my person being, should nobody be fighting. Like, Life is short. We out here fighting for what? Literally, what are we fighting for. I was gonna tell the fight story, but it's not a good one and it involved me. That wasn't a good one for me. But I'll save that for another episode. <laughs> but as we transition from teachers and students out here fighting. for and I'm not gonna say for no reason because they're gonna say it was a reason, it's valid. It's not valid. Somebody getting hurt. Somebody's child's got hurt. Somebody's mom or dad, if the parent has gotten hurt. It's not worth it. So, y'all take some deep breaths. You need to really reflect on why you're doing the fighting and take preventative measures. Take preventative measures to say, hey, I'm not, you know, it ain't, it, it's not worth it. It is, like I keep saying, it's not worth it. Cause I really want to leave y'all with that. Like in this profession, it that's like, that's, I don't know, that burns me up when I see kids, teachers and kids fighting. Like it just hurts my heart that it's come to that mm-hmm. piece. But it's all about student-centered, and it goes back to pride. Every episode, we talk about making it engaging, making it fun. When things are engaging and fun, you ain't got time to be fighting. You don't. Mm. About your, You know, everybody, about my respect, man. Forget that respect. Let their respect go. But as we transition, after I've been tradi- transitioning for the past couple moments, <laughs> and my favorite part of the episode is an inspirational moment moment, and it's been brought to you by the one and the only Miss Lila Noor. All
1: right. Now you better say only. So I'm thinking about one of the tips that Chris gave and it was about having respect. But my thoughts are, before we even talk about respect, can we have mutual empathy for one another? Can I empathize with the fact that my teacher is a human being, is a person that has experiences life In the way that most people are experiencing life, where you know there's there's different types of challenges, different types of obstacles, different types of high points and low points, but they all exist. And as a teacher, am I empathizing and thinking about the fact that my students, I got anywhere between 100 and 200 students, and they all have very different upbringings, very different home situations, or lack thereof uh, in terms of a home situation. We have students that we don't even know are homeless, that we don't even know go home and 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 experience seeing uh, one parent or or another abusing the other, whether it be physically or emotionally. We we do not know what is happening outside of our classroom. Can you empathize with the fact that our students, they they didn't just wake up and say, This is the way that I wanna be, this is the way that I want to make this happen or live my life or or go into school every single day. They are experiencing something or have experienced something or haven't experienced something that has is, is, is put them on this trajectory. And they really and truly, I think Chris might have said it last episode, they really and truly need you. And teaching takes so much from us. But we have to have empathy for our students at the very bare minimum. We have to be able to look at them and say, you are a product. At this point, usually we're talking, even if we're talking early high school, you know, you know what, If we're talking from kindergarten to 12th grade, pre k to 12th grade, you are a product of the people who raised you. And whatever sort of upbringing or expectations that they've had for you, and that is different for every single child. And some students are still experiencing some of the, the consequences of that or trying to work through it. I have a niece who's 21, 22, who's still working through her experiences, who's still trying to figure out how to push past the things that she's dealt with. And that is true. For for every single child. So at the end of the day, we may have these students who are lashing out, who seem violent, who seem easily pissed off. You need to take a step back and realize, don't take it personal. A lot of that, and that's not even just with students, that's with anybody out there. Stop taking things personally and really think about what may or may not be the root cause and how you can help. That is our job as educators to help and to support, not just with content, but with the lives of these students and helping them see themselves as, as, as important parts of society, to see themselves as being worthy of being valuable, of being worth love and, and, and the energy that they see other people, some of their counterparts have more of. They are worthy of the resources. They are worthy of time. and, and and everything that life has to offer. So at the end of the day, you may see what you see on the surface and have your perspective based on your own experiences growing up and and what you think the expectation should be, but you got to scrap that because you're, you're saying that whatever your experience is should be true for all and that ain't it. Scrap it and really think about 200 individuals that come to you and how you can empathize with who they are as people and teach them to do the same for you. That is the inspirational moment for today. This has been the
0: Inspiring Educators podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you in the words of Lila. Don't take it personal. We out. Come on. (laughs)
1: You can't. (laughs)